Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and we are all still quarantined, so we've got a little bit of Reds baseball to talk with you. Uh, first, here's the thing. Polly, how are you doing tonight? Here's this. I actually had to fill my beer up. I didn't get the crack open up the can, so I'm living a dream, kids, in quarantine. Cheers. How you doing, Coop? I'm doing good. Glad to hear you're doing well. We also have Burmy on tonight. Burmy, how's it hanging? We try that again. Burmy, how's it hanging? <laughs> it's hanging. It's hanging, Coop. I uh, just watching some old Blue Jackets games. You know, the little sweep over Tampa last year was really fun. Um, but yeah, just living the dream by myself here in Columbus, staying quarantined. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Ram. Congrats on killing that bird today. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at that. I didn't know. I didn't know he killed a bird today. Anyway. We also have making his triumphant return. Drill, drilled one, drilled one with his car. Oh, well, that hey, happens. It's my turn. Shut up. And that voice is the dulcet tones of Phil Razor. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Coop. How's it going? Uh, I'm all right. How are you uh, quarantining out there in Cornville? It's there's no corn yet. I, it, there's got to be live people uh, to be able to plant corn, and I think everyone's dead except for us. Oh, so you know, you can you just think of the possibilities of Phil the corn farmer. So we actually had a little bit of baseball news that happened this week. There was a story that came out that Major League Baseball was considering starting the season when they can in the spring training sites. And for the 2020 season, however many games it's going to be, the leagues would be the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League, basically. So... The Reds would be in a division with the Dodgers and I think the Angels and a couple, I think the Cubs, a couple other teams. And White Sox. White Sox, yeah. And also that... Indians, too. Oh, yeah, the Indians. Sorry. And the designated hitter would be universal in this scenario. So I just want to get your all's thoughts on this, on playing regular season games in the training facilities with no fans basically revamping the entire division format and the possibility of the DH. Here's the thing, Polly, give me your thoughts on this. idea. Here's the thing. I actually like it because one, it keeps our players safe and we all want baseball or something along the lines of baseball or sport. I like it being with no fans because it allows those players to actually focus and Yes, fans help out baseball tremendously, but I think it would make it more competitive a lot. And especially the teams we would play, the Sox, the White Sox, the Dodgers, and the Indians in the same league. It, it would be the best league to watch of all of baseball right now. And we'll talk more about the DH, and I got an idea about the DH here in a minute. So, But I'm all for it. Burma, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's interesting for sure. Um, I remember looking at it, and I think the Dodgers are the only other NL team in, that would be in the Reds division. Um, so the universal DH would be a little unfortunate. Not necessarily like you know a hindrance, but um, it'd be tougher for us than anybody else just because we're not built like that. And the Dodgers have like Max Muncy, so they kind of already have a, a DH that they throw around, you know, throw around the infield wherever they can fit him in to get his bat in the lineup. Uh, but that being said, I, I think they'd be fine, um, you know, finding someone to do it. Like, Aquino could be a, a universal DH. I know he wasn't hitting well in the spring, but 
you know, it kind of alleviates that problem. Um, I'd be interested to see how many people on the roster, if they do a 29 man or, you know, what have you, like, like they proposed earlier. Um, but it's weird. I don't know how the World Series would work or anything like that. Would you just take the grapefruit champion versus the cactus champion? I mean, that'd be interesting. But if it brings us baseball and it's safe, I think that's a better alternative than not having anything at all. I don't know if you guys all agree with that, but that's just my thought. Um, as long as it's safe, then I would be totally fine with, you know, doing whatever crazy alignment because it'd make for a hell of a story, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. So why not? Phil, give me your uh, thoughts on the proposed uh spring training leagues as the 2020 season how many players are you willing to have die uh to do this oh zero for me i'm just saying yeah. if zero I, I mean this could yeah. i mean this could be september when this starts uh, i'm not saying it, it, it ain't gonna happen so I until mean, they get a vaccine uh sports are done until a vaccine is, is comes out it's just it's not gonna happen i mean i i agree with you it's just, I'm I'm sure it's more just hopeful speculation at this point than anything. Uh, I know Chris Fowler came out today from ESPN. He said that uh, there's a growing movement to have the college football season start in January or February, not even even think about August, because hopefully by then there would be a vaccine. I agree with you, Phil, entirely on it. Like you know, it's it's all about keeping people safe until a vaccine but even if there like there's a vaccine like i don't want to go to a ballpark like who who do you know who's been vaccined either too you know at a ballpark like fan wise like i wouldn't want to go to i wouldn't i wouldn't feel comfortable going to great american until next year to be a hundred percent honest with you and i hate to say that but like no that's a good like, point oh. yeah it's a good point because it was a year probably for a vaccine and that's from February. So you're talking February, probably ballpark for a vaccine for this. So let's say they're going to play in empty stadiums and then some kind of treatment comes along and they say, okay, well, we're going to start playing now in your major league stadiums. One, are you going to continue with the cactus league versus grapefruit league? And two, are you going to have fans? What, what's the threshold for having fans for me like phil said it's a vaccine until there's a vaccine i don't think you can have fans i don't think you can play at all but just for argument's sake what is the threshold for you a vaccine polly a vaccine a vaccine entirely like i i gotta be safe you know for the family for everything my friends you know like i don't know you don't know who you sit next to sometimes at a ball game. Like you got to be safe. I know. Last opening but day, I, I sat next to Burmy, and it was like, "Whoa, what does he have?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonorrhea, Coop. I'm fine. Little bit, little you know, little bit of antibiotics never hurt anybody. A little TMI there, buddy. <laughs> oh. Hey, guy, with your with your fucking gonorrhea. Phil, speaking of gonorrhea, how are you doing? So. um... I'm looking at Yahoo News, and uh, we have breaking news. Oh, let's hear the breaking news. So insert the break, insert the breaking news uh, sound effect. Do 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 do. Okay, uh, uh, Brad Pitt <laughs> says his makeup artist applied foundation to his butt on set of Legends of the Fall. 
I literally could not fucking care less. Thank you, Phil, for that breaking news. Now I'm back to You're baseball. Welcome. So can you see? Oh, I've never seen Legends of the Fall. Do you see? Le- do you see his butt then? I've only seen I, it on I, regular TV, so I don't know. I'm assuming yes. You see Brad Pitt's butt. So his, his butt had makeup on it. All I know is makeup. him and his brothers pass around that one girl like a cheap whore, and then she ends up killing herself. If you haven't seen it, that's the that's basically the story of the movie. This 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 girl comes in with Ooh. one brother. He dies. He, she, oh, she jumps I'm, to another okay, brother. Yeah, yeah. That brother leaves. She jumps to the other brother. Then the other brother comes back, and then she kills herself. That's the movie. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia's in that movie. Is he? Yeah, he's the older brother. I thought. No, no, no. It's some guy. I, I don't know. You're right. Am I thinking of a whole other movie? You're probably thinking of something. The same movie. It's Is got, that the Untouchables? No, it's no. got Legends of the Fall has Brad Pitt. It's got uh, the old. Dude. Who's the one brother? Like he's a like. He's like been in that around dark have to look brown here. I don't know his name. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, Hold on, but it's not. Andy I was Garcia. in Seattle, and I swear I thought I had Andy <laughs> Garcia as my, my waiter at a steakhouse, like the like the number three steakhouse in America. But it yeah, was. His, I asked him like his brother times. Rad Pitt. No, it was Adrian Adrian Quinn. Yeah, there you go. One of the I think Quinn brothers, like Andy Garcia, and the old guy who's been in everything. He was in the movie too. What's his name? And Henry Thomas from ET was in it. No, the old guy. What is? I can't think of his name. Uh, yes, Hannibal Henry Lecter. Thomas from ET was no, in it. Yeah, Han- Hannibal Lecter was in it. I'm not disagreeing with you. Anthony Hopkins was Anthony Hopkins, yes. But Henry Thomas from ET was ah, in it. the beans. Okay. This, anyway. this shit is off the rails. All right, let's get back to <laughs> Yeah, we got off the rails and with this. Legends of the Fall. And Bart the Bear played the bear. Julia Ormond. Well, She's been in a bunch of stuff. God bless that bear. Yeah, the bear kills. I've never actually seen the movie. The bear kills uh, Brad Pitt at the end. So it's like The Revenant, only before. Nice fucking spoiler. <laughs> oh, like you were going to go see it. it. It's not that good of a movie. Yes. The Revenant, The Revenant, The Revenant's a great movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. I just saw the preview. And then somebody said. You've never. You should see it. Somebody said he's been raped by a bear. Re- Basically. Podcasting. Yes. Who I mean, cares? I don't really watch bear rape, so. We're, we're talking Legends of the Fall. Oh, is that your wife? Say hi, Phil's wife. Yeah. Hey, Everyone Phil. Says hello. Hi. She says hello. Uh, hi. She sounds hi. like a sweet lady. How, how would you do her in America? She sounds you? nice, Phil. What do you? Yeah. What the hell, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on one second. What? No, I'm good. I'll have some in a little bit. What is she giving you? Uh, she. It's pill time here at the at the oh. razor house. Oh, you need to eat so you can take your back pill. Uh, yeah, basically. I need to take yeah. my back. I need to ease. I can take that's a good uh, um, little Christmas fan, vacation. Christmas vacation yeah. reference there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, Margot. <laughs> Why is the floor all wet? Thanks, Todd. Todd. Anyway, so let's get back to what we were talking about, which was baseball. Uh, <laughs> no, we were talking Brad Pitt's butt. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm okay with. I don't. I don't really care. Would you rather see Brad Pitt's butt in a baseball movie or Kevin Costner's butt in a baseball movie? Well, Kevin Costner's face looks like a butt. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Costner's in too much stuff. He annoys me. No, you and Callie both hate him. So the only good movie he's been in was Bull Durham. Open range. Open range is really good. 
I've never for, seen for that. Ebon Reigns is really the, good. For the love yeah. of the game's a good movie. It's a... Oh, come on. That's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie, but like if you watch it more than... It's not a baseball movie you can watch multiple times. I got... Yeah. Oh, I've seen it a few times, but Ten, you're right. Ten I mean, Cup I, is pretty I don't good. Yeah, that, that's a golf movie. Ten Cup's pretty good. Shout Open out to range golf. Has... <laughs> Shout out golf. <laughs> Shout out the Masters. What's Shout the... Out golf. What what's the one movie he's in? Like um, he's on the like a frontier dances with wolves. Dances Silverado? with wolves is a good one. Silver no dances with wolves is a good one. He's in the postman. Is good too. He's, postman he's and Waterworld were all stupid. Uh, so we're all saying that we would rather see Brad Pitt's butt in a baseball yes. movie. Yes, that's if the, there is one. The only good thing about the postman was Tom Petty playing Tom Petty. That was. Uh, Kind of awesome. Actually. That movie was so dumb. That was interesting. Tom Petty, shout out, shout out to Todd. Yeah, shout out to dead people. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to some base beer. So the interesting thing about this proposal was the universal designated hitter. And there had been some talk before, you know, the virus came and shut everything down of possibly the DH coming to Major League Baseball universally in 2021. So if there is a 2020 season, and that's just a big if, and the DH happens, do they keep it when they go back to a regular schedule? I think you have to at this point if you introduce it. You have to. You yeah, have to. The union would never. I don't think there's. Polly, go ahead. You have to. Uh, and here's the thing. It prolongs baseball. It makes it, it takes it to the next step or the next level or it advances it for the next 10 years for for more baseball fans to like baseball. I, I have a theory that steroids was introduced by major league actually in the late nineties to prolong baseball because baseball at that time was dying because of the strike. And yeah. I think the DH would really help out or right. Not right now, not, not in this time, but like not with the coronavirus and everything, but in general for baseball, I see a lot of people like, no, 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 no. I'm like, why not? It would make baseball a little more exciting and a little more faster, too. Phil, give me your thoughts. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's the DH. I hope they bring it and I, it stays. And it's stupid that it's not in both leagues. And it's a complete disadvantage for the National League to not have it. And they're never going to get rid of it. So they need to bring it in both leagues and then maybe uh, Adam Dent can come out of retirement and be the world's greatest DH. Burmy. I like the sounds of that. I think, uh, I think the DH is good and I think it benefits, but I think it's funny because it doesn't, it actually slows the game down because it just leads to more runs, which is slower. So you'd think Manfred would want to implement pitchers hitting in both leagues. That way only eight of the nine hitters were effective because that would speed the game along. Um, but the DH pretty much eliminates bunting, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, I you know more runs equals longer game, but more runs equals more scoring, which for whatever reason people equate that to more fandom. I don't know. I think baseball's problem isn't it's too fast or, or it's too slow, and I know that that's kind of vague. But I think the thing with baseball is it's that it's played in a time of the year where people don't want to sit inside and watch it. If baseball was played in the wintertime, people would sit inside and watch three hour games, but it's not, you know, like it doesn't have the physicality and violence of football. 
and it's not the ADHD game that basketball is. And really, the average sports fan pretty much only likes football and basketball. Am I wrong? I mean, you guys can chime in on that. Am I wrong there? That, yeah. Mm. Eh, it depends on where you're at. It depends on the person, too, though. Sure. Like, I, I like every sport, but I'm an anomaly as I like competition in all forms, and I respect each game individually for what it is. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just look at sports as entertainment, whereas I look at sports as a big part of my life. So I'm different in that regard, and I've acknowledged that, and I, you know, and that's fine. I don't expect people to be sports fans like I'm a sports fan. But at the same time, more runs may mean more fans, and it may mean more viewership, but it also means a longer game. So truthfully, if baseball wanted to cut it out, they just have less advertising time in between innings. Now, that's not going to happen because that's money. It's revenue. But that would be the way to go back. You know, why can't we have these two-hour games like we used to have? Because there's three minutes of commercial, three to four minutes of commercials between every half inning. So that's where the time goes. I mean, you add an extra 30 to 40 minutes to a ball game solely on commercials between innings. You know, like I said, they're not going to get rid of that because it's revenue. It's, it, it, I'm not saying free revenue, but it is, you know. It's just revenue. So that's why the games take so long now. They used to play at 8 o'clock because you had 30 seconds, thirty to 60 seconds of commercials in between, in, you know, half inning, and you're right back to the ball game. So if they could find a way to have different revenue, add revenue in there, without necessarily, you know, prolonging the commercial break, that would be ideal. Um, but I think it's funny that they think that eliminating pitchers hitting and having a DH will shorten the game. It's just going to lengthen the game. And you guys can tell me I'm an idiot and I'm wrong there, but that's just my opinion. What What about the way soccer does it? Like, what if there was like a, a the, di- the a, difference a, is baseball's not ba- baseball's not continuing. Like, you have that break right. in between every you're half right. inning. Like soccer, there's there, there's no break in the 45 plus. So you, you play the 45, and then you jam back as much shit as you can in like 13 minutes of halftime, and then you move on. I think but it's hilarious. A, I think it's hilarious. Halftime. More people don't like soccer because the game only takes an hour and 55 minutes. Like, isn't that what everybody theoretically wants? College football takes three and a half to four hours, but we sit there Mm -hmm. and jerk off to it. So I don't care how long the game is. If it's got my attention, I don't care what the sport is. If, if the game's five hours long, but it has my attention, I'm there for it. hundred percent. So I'm a hundred percent with you. I think that's why you need to add the DH to add more excitement. Yes. More runs would add, more length to the game, but more runs is more you'd be more, you'd be more interested in the game itself. You'd be like, oh, what the? Why is this guy hitting? Why is this no, guy hitting five I 100% runs agree the that. game or something? You know, like it's just. I no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, I think it's funny that they want to like shorten the game and like bring in the attention span. But I'm like, you know, if that's your sole focus, that's not what implementing the DH is going to do. You know, right, right. So no, I, I, I just you. find that I, I just find that part. I'll say ironic. Because it's, I mean, and I, have not, I haven't done the research, but it'd be fun to look at the length of an AL game versus an NL game. Now, the NL adds in with, and the AL does it too, obviously, with the lefty-righty matchups. and you know, Not anymore. I mean, well, the three batter minimum actually will cut that down. But, mm-hmm. like, eliminate, eliminating the intentional walk doesn't really take any time off the game. So, to me, it's like, you might as well put the intentional walk back in instead of just walking him down to first base. And then, you know, implement the three batter rule, and you'll probably cut 20 minutes out. But I'm shocked they even did that because that takes away advertisements, you know? 
Well, if they were so, really if they were really serious about cutting the time of games, they would cut the amount of time between innings. Not going to do that because that's losing revenue. So correct. it's whatever. Phil, your thoughts. Phil still hasn't figured. I it out. I already gave my thoughts. I was first. I know. You, I know. I was just pay attention. I was asking you for more thoughts. Dumbass. I don't have any more thoughts. I'm God, looking at stuff. What are you looking at? More butts. Porn. Old man porn. stuff. Old man porn. I mean, just mind your own business, huh? Lemon party fills. Lemonparty.com. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever Marty Brennan was into on his Twitter page. Hot, hot, hot <laughs> granny what, sluts. What? Wet granny, what granny sluts. sluts. Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. <laughs> anyway. Craig Martin. <laughs> who, uh, who would you want? Like, okay, if we had a DH right now, who would be it? Castellanos. Because he's a butcher in the field. <laughs> Yeah, Castellanos would be a good one. And then whenever you wanted to play Castellanos in the field, just to keep him honest, you could just throw in Aquino. I was thinking Winker, too, sometimes. Winker against righties would be a good one. Maybe Votto, if you want to give him some time off. But Votto hates the H. I, Votto. Yeah. He hates it, but he's, like, if it, if it, keeps, if it if introduces it next year, the Reds got to be like, hey, Joey, like, do you want to play, you know, like, you want to play the next eight years? Or do you miss dwindle? It's funny. I watched the Carl Yastrzemski Sports Century yesterday. And, and they moved into first base and he was pissed because they had Fred Lynn and Jim Rice. And he didn't want to be the you want to be the first baseman. And then they asked him to be the DH when he was like 42. And his old stipulation was he was like, I want to play in the field sometimes because I want to feel some kind of normalcy. And then they agreed to that. And I wonder if they could do the same thing with Votto and be like, hey, we'll DH you four times a week and we'll let you play first two or three games a week, but we're going to DH you more often than we play you in the field, and I wonder if he would accept that. It's possible. I think he would, but you got to offer him the money, and you got to extend him. Like, And I know people would hate that, but <laughs> well, people would I think the nuts. Reds would look so smart if they put Joey Votto as a DH and you talk him into it. I could also see maybe giving Suarez a day off here or two. Or they could just... It'd be ro- nice. I mean, for the first year, it might just be a random rotation of giving people days off from the field until until it's established, and then you could sign you know players who are just DHs or tell somebody he's just yep. going to be a DH. All right. For sure. All right. So our next topic is... It's, 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 I mean, it could be baseball-related, but there's not a whole lot going on, and we talked about that. Weirdest sports you've either either been to or seen. Now, this could be anything from, you know, uh, high school or college or some kind of pro league or whatever. I've got a couple, but let's start with you, Burmy. What's the what's one of the weirder sports you've either seen or been to? I've been to a few. Um, I was lucky enough when I was in high school, we would always vacation down um in Seabrook Island, South Carolina. And we took a couple, like I, I brought a friend with me and um, we went to a Savannah Sand Nats game. They were the A ball team for the Mets, I believe. And we went in and they were like, you know, obviously they had a lot of regulars and they were like, you know, where are you guys from? And we told them like, Oh, we're vacationing from Ohio. So they let my brother throw out the first pitch. He was like 10. And, um, my buddy and I got to do the dizzy bat race in like the fourth inning. And that was fun. And they gave my, like my dad did something and they gave him like a beer deal or something. And 
you know, my dad had a good time. And then um, my mom and sister got to like participate in a raffle. And I think th- they, they probably rigged it. Cause like my mom won the raffle or whatever they did. Um, but that, that was kind of cool. Like we got, we got to go watch like, like a, an a ball game down in Savannah. So that was cool. I think there's, there's a Savannah bananas now, <laughs> which kind of funny for the name rhymes, but they were the sand Nats at the time. So that, I mean, that, that was really cool. Um, you know, that was, that was fun. Um, I've been to a lot of big tents stadiums so i've seen a lot of uh, a lot of football a lot of buckeye games at away stadiums and i'm going to give a shout out to champaign illinois they have a great time and on game day they do full open container so illinois illinois are a good that's a good time there it, it was a great time and it was an 11 a.m local time kickoff because it was a noon big 10 network kickoff um and my buddies and i got there for, it was my birthday uh 2015 so we went over we had great seats. We actually shook uh, Todd McShay's hand. He, he was there and he walked around and we were in like the first row um, in the end zone. And we shook his hand and talked to him for a minute. And he was there scouting like Zeke and whoever. Um, this is the 2015 Buckeyes. I mean, that team was absolutely fucking stacked. Mike, you know, Michael Thomas and uh, Zeke and a bunch of other guys. So um, we went over there and um, their tailgate park was full of a container. So we brought a few cases and met some nice Illini fans and some cool Buckeye fans and just had a great time. So, you know, that was really fun too. Um, one of the most obscure things I've seen, I've actually been to a CIT game, that super low uh, college basketball tournament um, when I was at OU. And I actually had a family friend who played for Wright State and he's you know, carved out a nice career over in Europe. Um, his name's AJ Packer. He's, you know, been playing probably five different countries over seven years because over there they just signed one-year contracts. And we got to watch him play against my Bobcats, and they beat us by one, and my buddy had like 25 of their 50 points. Um, so that was kind of cool to watch him play live uh, for a very low-level postseason tournament in college basketball. But it was cool to watch him dominate, and we got to say hi to him after the game, and I got to see his parents who I hadn't seen in a long time. So those are three of the more uh, random things that I've gotten to do. Phil. So if we're talking weird – I don't know if it's weird, but uh, probably the, yeah, no, it was weird. Uh, when I was a kid, I um, used to live in Seattle, and uh, we had the Kingdom, the uh, greatest stadium in the history of mankind. And uh, it had to be 85 or 86 or 87, I'm not sure which. Uh, at the end of each season, they would have uh, fan appreciation night when uh, you know they would have 3,000 people in the stands because the Mariners were just horrible um, and they had a raffle and I was 13 14 years old and uh, they actually drew my seat number and I won a 25 pound box of Tide I did not win a coupon <laughs> for a box of Tide I won an actual 25 pound box of Tide and we <laughs> had to go pick it up and carry it to our car after the game, which was about uh, – my dad was super cheap, wouldn't park in the stadium parking. We had to, we were downtown Seattle, uh, probably a good mile, mile and a half from the, the stadium. And we're walking down in the middle of <clears throat> uh, like 10 o'clock at night carrying a 25-pound box of tie. And, um, so that was fantastic. Every 13-year-old boy always – is once a 25 pound box of tide and that thing lasted i think a year maybe uh we we got good use you, out of it 
do you remember where the kingdom was like located in Seattle? Was it yeah, down by I, the state where the stadiums are now? Or uh, um, yeah, uh, it's okay, over. Okay. It's over that area. Yeah. Okay. It's not the greatest part of. Uh, at least I haven't been there in a long time. It, it's it still the, not the greatest part. <laughs> it was the best part of town. But uh, I mean, I went to probably when I lived there. I lived there from '83 until '88, and we probably went to. 300 games uh, in those years. Uh, I was a I was a junior Mariner, uh, part of the fan club. We got and they just gave tickets away like they were candy because nobody won it. I had before. Yeah, it was and it was a cavern. Um, I loved it. We had a blast every time. There was like you know three four thousand people in the stands each night, and uh, you could hear individual conversations, um, and everything echoed. Um, but uh, and then of course the thing collapsed and started killing people, and so they had to get rid of it. No, oh, yeah. But uh, um, and then also at the Kingdom um, after a game, they did this every year. Uh, with the, Seattle being the home of Boeing, they had the uh, uh, the World Paper Airplane uh, World Championships at the Kingdom, and it was whoever could get they they had uh, official entry uh, paper that you would fold in the paper airplanes and you'd go up to the top of the, of the kingdom and fling them off the side. And if anyone could get it down to the middle, the closest to the center of the field, uh, won the thing. And I mean, you couldn't get it onto the field. It was so far down. It was, uh, uh, that was, but I loved the kingdom. Absolutely loved it. Had the, uh, the King dogs, uh, were the, they were sitting in old tepid water for about three weeks before you'd get a, a, a hot dog. And uh, um, they had this uh, mayonnaise, mustard, and relish concoction uh, called King Sauce. That was fantastic. Uh, and probably uh, uh, took about probably 10 years off my life uh, at the end here. But it'll be fine. I'm, I'm okay. Polly, give me your uh, weird sports you've either watched or been to. I've been to a – okay, here's – I got. I have a few. I had to think about it. And thank you for – putting me last somehow um first one was collegiate bass fishing tournament i have a few friends that were on a bass fishing team in louisville and i went down hammered like <laughs> like i picked up a six pack on friday night of like 16 ounces and drove down to go meet my buddy to go drive us to a lake to go watch our buddy fish and we somehow got on an extra boat to watch people fish actually so we got even more hammered to watch these people fish actually and it was awesome it was like one of the best it was one of the coolest things in the world because like i don't know if you ever watched on saturday or sunday mornings like like the the bass master like pro whatever these guys are like jumping up and down it's the same exact thing in, co- in collegiate <laughs> it's really cool to see these kids and like get like they're trying to earn scholarships because it was at the time it was like they couldn't earn scholarships they couldn't get scholarships but they had to like they got actually got like money when they like did good and it, it was, it was really weird. I couldn't, re- I can't really remember, but that was really cool. Um, the next one was actually in Louisville again, um, we were going down to Louisville and like my buddy was like, Hey, hey let's go to the casino tonight. I'm like, Hey, yeah, that's cool. Let's go. You know, ever, ever, ever Indiana, we went walking in and there was a professional cornhole tournament going on. Nice. And I said, you guys want to buy beer? And just watch this the entire night. He goes, Fuck yeah. And for six hours, we watched this tournament and got hammered. And it was one of the best sporting events I've ever been to in my life. I, I like, 
we knew what cornhole was, but like didn't know how intense it could get between people and then like and teams and everything. And it was like people cussing, yelling at each other, like guys on the floor, like playing against each other, just talking mass shit. It was awesome. I and um, I oh. guess the next one was probably uh, the Lexington Legends game in high school, where um, it was like a minor league baseball, but brought like it was high school or t- baseball team was playing down there, and they like brought us on the field, and we all got to do this funny games. And uh, um, they um, we went out to the back party deck, and they just and beers lined up, and thought we were all in college. And so we were like rushed and started drinking all these beers. And our coach was like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> it was it was it was a lot of fun. Let's just say that. I've I've never. Hey, actually... speaking of speaking of, well, hold on, sorry. Speaking of obscure games, we should totally go to a Cyclones game. Yeah, I've never actually been to anything weird. Uh, I mean, I've been to minor league games and stuff. I like the Olympics just because I want to watch the weird sports that you never see, like. Uh, you see like this Kayaking. yeah or uh in the winter the curling and stuff hey hey why don't we move on to some listener questions now phil <laughs> oh okay uh <laughs> this we uh i asked the uh, listeners to submit their questions using the hashtag quarantine phil in guantanamo yeah, it seems fair yeah so our first question comes from kyle kapler he asks, hashtag quarantine Phil in Guantanamo, what's the worst beer you've ever had? He's trying to find something new to drink. Worst beer? Hmm. I had an IPA at Mad Tree once that about made me puke, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, 95% of IPAs. Does Zima count? Sure. All right, then Zima. <laughs> yeah. Paulie, worst beer you've ever had? Worst beer I ever had was this oatmeal stout. I, I it was weird, and it felt like I was eating the beer. Like I had to like chew it almost. It was very bad, very bad. I had a wheat beer once that about made me sick too. I'm not big on wheat beers. I like lagers and pilsners. Basically, I'm an. That's just who you're. Like guy. I mean, like a good like like you would like the garage beer from. Praxin, I think. Oh yeah, I've had that. It's good. It's a light, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those. Those are really good. But I like beers. Last summer lagers were big. I love lagers. Like I like bass and harp and that kind of stuff. I had a warm strongbow one time, and that was really, really bad. <laughs> so those are uh, those are bad beers. Um, Jeff, Yingling 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 sucks because Pittsburgh loves it. So if Pittsburgh likes it. Fuck it. I, uh, Florida, I, no wait, man. Tennessee, Florida, Yingling is different. Yingling, than Pittsburgh, yeah, Yingling is big in like Florida because before we had it here, they had it down there. All right, so Jeff Carr, the host of the Locked On Reds podcast, he has a question. Hashtag quarantine fill in Guantanamo. What one trade in the last twenty years would you like the Reds to take back? Hmm. There's a couple that would be on that list for me. I would probably take back the Matt Latos trade for one because nah. I mean he was decent on the field for a year but he was such a head case that is Chapman Oh well for me for me it's a Walter Chapman they didn't get anything out of it they should have then, dealt him before they did and then the Yankees literally yo-yoed him to the Cubs 
mm-hmm. where he got his where he got his ring, and then brought him back, and they got Glaber Torres. So, is, yeah. isn't it who they got? They got Torres yeah. out of it, right? Glaber Torres. The yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go with <laughs> go with the Arwaldus Chapman deal because that one, like people like to bash the Johnny Cueto deal. Sure, it wasn't that great, but at least Cody Reed still with the team. And I think Cody Reed could contribute as a left-hand reliever because his stuff is good enough. So I'll give that one a pass um, because they clearly just went after left-handed pitching. And, like, who knows what Finnegan's going to do. And, sadly, John Lamb's probably driving cross-country trucks now. But, <laughs> you know, it, it 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 is what it is. But, you know, that I mean, that was a rental for the Royals. And Cueto got his ring. And I love Cueto, so I'm happy for him. Phil. Um, the deal to get Bauer. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Trevor Bauer. Well, A, he's a complete asshole and he's horrible, but especially if the season washes out, um, you got you give up. And, I mean, maybe uh, Trammell isn't going to be anything, but he was still an asset. And giving him up for what will be three months worth of uh, bad Bauer is just, that's horrible. So. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Um, yeah. I, I Taylor Trammell was my favorite prospect. And yeah, he was having a bad year last year, but I don't know. All right, Polly, what trade would you take back over the last 20 I'm pretty particular to this trade, and it's, it's happened all, it happened in the early 90s. It was <clears throat> Paul O'Neill for Roberto Kelly, right? Yeah, that was a bad one. Was that, tw- that within was 20 one. years, though? Yeah, I think it's, it's right not, at I think it's, it's right at 20, 20 years. It's right at 20 years yeah. cuz he was it was like 92 he, I think he got traded 90 93 94 see? No, it's not yeah, I think it was it's 90, more than 20 years. Yeah, I think it was 92. It's yeah. Good, it's like yeah, 30 yeah. years. Uh, wow. So, <laughs> I can't old. say that. Um <laughs> At the time it made sense, but I really hate the um trading away done and um oh my gosh, his name slipped my mind shortstop. Um Lopez Oh, that was Kearns and Lopez in that deal to the Nationals. The Kearns and that, that whole thing, like, I got it. You know, like, that's when, like, baseball became a business to me. That's when I saw baseball as a business. I've said that multiple times on this podcast. But that trade kind of was like, it changed my perspective on on the Reds and baseball in general. I didn't like it, but I actually like it now more than anything. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that and was I, a big deal back yeah. then. That was a... <laughs> That it was referred to as the trade for so long because of how unpopular it was. Yeah. All right. So Kev, who has abandoned us on the podcast uh, at New MLB Commission. Hi, Kev. Yeah. Hi, Kev. Shout out to Kev. Shout out to Kev and, and his, his 37 87 kids. kids. <laughs> he asked hashtag quarantine Phil in Guantanamo Bay. That was not the hashtag. He added Bay. What moments <laughs> in your Reds history deserve a redo? So... His example is Dusty taking out Latos or uh, Cueto not getting hurt or Steve Paris in that one-game playoff. If you could redo one thing, what would it be? And for me, it's not taking out Matt Latos in 2012. I mean, don't even get me started. I will rant for hours. Uh, Phil, with you on this one. One instance in Red's history other than the Trevor Bauer trade that you could redo, what would it be on the field? I I wish I would have looked at these prior to, I, I should have done some studying 
before the I didn't even know we were doing this tonight until you actually sent I, I did not do any show prep. Uh, How's that different back. from any other Let night? Let me think about it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's not any different. <laughs> <laughs> Pauly. Um, the 99 game, anything you can change from that playoff game, I think the Reds could have won that. Um, I was I at really, that game. I was at that game, too. Yeah. And I was, and I would say, honestly, if I could change anything in Reds history, it would be the 94 season because I think the Reds could catch with well, the, the Expos were non-American league team, right? Or they no, were they were, league. but they were in the East. They were in the East. I think the Reds could have beat them. And I think that could have been the Reds next world series. I say this all the time. I said, if they would have won it that year, they wouldn't won in 99. They wouldn't won in 2010. They wouldn't won in 2012. 99 was a year where it would have projected the Reds to win the next 20 years. Yeah. In my perspective. Oh yeah. Uh, and and they, Jack McKean started Steve Paris over Denny Nagel. But the 94 strike, if that doesn't happen, the Expos are still in Montreal. Bottom line, that team was absolutely filthy stacked. Pedro Martinez, Larry Walker, Vladimir uh, Guerrero. That team was Roberto, just... Did they have Roberto Alomar? No. No. Okay. Sorry, I was only... Two years old, ninety four, oh. three years old. So, but go back sorry. and look at that team. It was Jose. Was it Jose Vidro? No, they Tony had Batista. I think they had. Uh, I mean, it okay. was it. That team was stacked. We we'll have to. Sorry, sorry, no, that's I fine. apologize. That but, was a, that should be another. I think that whole season should be talked about in the whole oh, yeah. podcast. Absolutely, because I mean the Reds were I mean, so good that year. Harry Larkin won. On an MVP off of uh, like nothing here. <laughs> I'll do my I'll do my homework before that podcast to so understand more. All right, Burmy, go ahead with your what one thing would you change? Man, you know what? It's not a trade. It's not anything in particular. And I just wish that we could have had and I'll negotiate with Mother Nature or whatever here. Five healthy years of Griffey, five straight healthy years of Ken Griffey, because bringing the home, bringing hometown kid back, I think like if we could get five healthy years of Griffey, and I'm saying for maybe he could be five consecutive, oh oh to you know 2005, excuse me, oh four oh five, whatever, it doesn't matter. If we can get five healthy years of Griffey, I think they could have had a team that strongly competed, and they were so bad. In the 2000s, which I was born in 91. So I remember 90 a little bit, but I was, you know, seven turning eight. My birthday's in November. So I was, I was a kid. So to me, it doesn't resonate the way it does with you guys. But I think if we could get five healthy years of Ken Griffey Jr. consecutively, one, he damn well hit 700 homers. And I've done the math, and no, he's not hitting 800 dingers, but he easily competes with Bonds for seven. 62 so that's that's all up in the air but if you give me five healthy years of griffey shit man like they're not bringing Deion sanders back in 2001 like they're actually going out and making you know moves and the one thing the reds have never done as a franchise until the last couple of years they don't really pay for pitching and in the last 10 years they've tried to pay for pitching but you know it, it hasn't always panned out so like the Matt Latos trade sucks but at least they went out and tried to get young pitching 
you know, I mean, yeah, Matt Leitch is a scumbag, but as a, as a franchise, they were actually trying to go out and actively obtain good young pitching. So if they could have given him something along with, you know, Barry Larkin, you know, maybe Barry goes out 0-4, the fucking World Series champ. And I know that I, – I, I know I'm, I'm kind of, you know, stating things that like, oh, that team was terrible. Maybe they're not bad if Griffey's healthy because maybe they actually build around him. Does that make sense? Yeah. They, no, that makes perfect sense to me. That's, I, that's something that's, I didn't even think about. They're not, they're not, they're not doing – they're not running Jimmy Haynes out on opening day if, if they have a healthy Griffey, a healthy Larkin. You know, Jose Guillen was amazing in 03 before they traded him, obviously. I remember being like, you know, 12 years old and just being really, you know, distraught. I was on vacation for the trade deadline, and I'm like, you know, or I remember Juan Encarnacion the year before, and then, you know, Jose Guillen. I'm like, why are they trading these guys? They're so good. Now, I had no idea about contracts at that age, but I was like, shit, you know, I, I want to compete, you know. So maybe they go out and make some moves to bring guys in and maybe get, get some pitching at the deadline and, you know, actually make a run. You know, and not to equate it to hockey, but kind of like what the Jackets did last year, where they kind of went all out for one playoff run. Because wouldn't you rather have the team go all out for one playoff run than sit back on their heels for 10 years? Like, doesn't that make you feel good as a fan? You know what I mean? Wait, what the hell? Did Doug Gray just jump on? Yeah, for a good point. Yeah, Doug. I got on there. Hey, Doug. (laughs) Doug. We're Doug. Like, Doug, how are you, buddy? Surviving. Man, that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear you, dude. Doug. Is you, it, though? Is it? No, I, yes, it is. It okay. really is. Okay. Doug, you jumped in at a time when we were answering questions, and I'm going to I'm gonna pick your brain on this one uh, since we just gave our uh, answers to it. Uh, what, I promised Doug just two minutes, so hurry up. He okay. didn't to him, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> What uh, if you could uh, redo one moment in Reds in your Reds history? So in your lifetime, what would you want a redo on? Like the examples that have been given, where taking Matt Latos out of the twenty twelve playoff game, or Cueto not being hurt, or starting Steve Paris over Denny Nagel in the ninety nine playoff game. If there's one thing you could, if you had the power to go back and either change or you know redo what happened, what would it be? I'm going I'm to go a little bit outside the box, I think. I'm going to go with Austin Kearns not blowing out his shoulder and never becoming what oh, we thought he was yeah. going to be. And not getting you sat on, on at so, home plate. Stupid Ray King. Yeah. Hey, guys, sorry. I actually I actually have to hop, hop off. Okay. And I know you're really sad about it, Coop. But, Good. Uh, we'll trade We'll trade Burry for Doug. That's anytime. a goddamn shame. That, that was great, you guys. That was, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trading... Trading me me for Doug is like fucking, you know, that is that is Dan Straley for Luis Castillo right there. (laughs) But hey, Doug, it was good. It was good to talk to you for a minute, buddy. I hope I hope you're doing okay. All right. Uh, Good to talk to you, too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) No, it's fine. Cease, Doug. All right. (laughs) So why don't we why don't we move on to the next question? That's a good that's a good point, Doug. I really that's something I didn't even think about, to be honest with you. With you. He Definitely. was he was absolutely raking that year when he got sat on. I mean, and I mean it basically I ruined heard, his career. I heard stories about the storage like place in center field. Did he play Lexington Catholic 
right? Or yeah. like down somewhere down he, like he played Dunbar a, or somewhere. He Lafayette in Lexington. Lafayette, yeah. And like he would put dents in this metal roof, like with the, how hard he hit would hit balls. And not that just that stuck with all the time all, until this day. Like dents in like metal. Like that's how hard he would hit the ball, supposedly. I mean what could have been? So our next question comes from diehard VC cards fan 15 Jay shout out to Jay. He asks uh, hashtag quarantine Phil in Guantanamo. What will be the first place you go once the quarantine is over? And if the reds ever play this season, the JBP will be your first purchase at the ballpark, including the team shop. So first place I go when the quarantine is over. Hmm. Unfortunately, it'll be back to work, but <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, that is the first place I'm going to go is back to work. It's very unfortunate. Uh, I hope. Apparently, to... I'm going to Gitmo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but you fit in there. Uh, hold there. on, isn't isn't Phil supposed to be there in the quarantine? So wouldn't he just get to go home after the quarantine is over? No. Oh, once you go to Gitmo, no. you don't come home. Yeah, you don't. Well, oh. I mean, they usually ship I, you to another country. I, mean, I, I don't know. I've I've never been there, <laughs> no. so I don't. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you want to be in the prison there. I mean, you could go there. I, I, I definitely don't. I, I mean, I just am going to put that out there. I do not want to be in prison anywhere, much less there. Then, Doug, yeah. I don't know how well you do in prison. I'm just saying. That's why I don't want to go. <laughs> I, mean, I, think I think you'd make a good shank, Doug. I think you figure out how to make a good shank to protect yourself, maybe. That's how I think about prison. That's the problem, though. If you make a shank to try and protect yourself... And you don't protect yourself with it, you're getting shanked. So, <laughs> or, like, or another thing. I don't I, yeah. <laughs> get get stabbed one way or the other. So, uh, like, uh, you're, either way, you're losing this situation. I would be you're fine right. in prison. I've seen the first episode of Oz. So I'll be, I'll be good. <laughs> you, you just let somebody tattoo their name on your butt and you'd be good to go. <laughs> I, hey, man. You've got two choices, and I know which one I would take. Well, hey, you know your lane and you're sticking to it. Yeah, yeah. The, the two choices are breaking the law and not breaking the law. I'm gonna go with not breaking the law. Yeah, yeah I would rather not go to prison too. So yeah, Jay, that's <laughs> so first purchase from the ballpark. Um, I don't know. I, I always am looking for another new hat, preferably for free at Reds. <laughs> I don't. Can you can you tag Reds in a podcast? Does that does that work? Do they get alerted for that or? Uh, you should be able to. I just probably end up getting another poncho because every time I go, it rains, and every time I it rains, I have to buy another one of those eighteen dollar plastic ponchos that falls apart. You know, you can get those and, at the dollar uh, store for literally a dollar. Yeah, but do they say reds on it? I don't no, think so. No, no, but you can buy a dollar sharpie and write reds on it. Well, I'm That's so smart. <laughs> you could be one That's of those. That's why you would not make it in prison, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> Polly, what would be your first purchase? I'm going to probably the highest alcohol content beer I could find and the loneliest seat I could find along with a thing of peanuts and just watch the game by myself in peace. That's not bad. No one around me. Yeah. Just to to take it in and and understand and, and love what I loved for 35 years now is baseball and just bread's baseball in general oh and nachos you gotta get the helmet nachos with extra jalapenos to make sure i'm up 
the rest of the night and then probably the next day too. Fire in the hole. Doug, what would be the first thing you would buy at the bar? Well, well first off, we're, we're going to put it out there that I'm the crazy person. So I'm not even leaving my house for a long time after the quarantine's over. So I'm not going, to great, Amer- I'm not going to great American ballpark this year at all. I don't care what anybody says about how oh, safe yeah. it is or not. I'm, that's not happening. I said that earlier. We, yeah, we talked about that, that earlier. Yeah. Like, maybe next year I feel comfortable about but, going. So. I'm going to be buying um, like 18 slices of La Rosa's pizza and some sweet, sweet, sweet World Series merchandise because the Reds are clearly going to World Series the next season that they play. Nice. nice. That's that's what I'm going with. I'm going to I'm going to look at the, the bright side and have hope. Is La Rosa's pizza better in the stadium than it is in general to you? It's better than delivery. It's better than delivery, it, yeah. It, it's much warmer for sure. Yes, yes, uh, yes, correct. Going to an actual Roses is the problem. So you the live best. in the greater Cincinnati area, Doug, is what yes. you're saying. Yes. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I've always wondered that. I, I, I thought you lived in Louisville for the longest time, to be 100% honest with you. No, no. I've, okay. I, I've, okay. I've stayed, stayed overnight there probably 100 times, but. Uh, 100? That's it? Uh, it probably hasn't even been that. Many <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was way more than that. I the roses pizza for sure. That's another thing. Yeah, the pizza, the pepperoni on top of it too is different. The pizza in general is different at the ballpark. Did Did you just put pepperoni on top of my pizza for me? Yeah, I good. Did. I appreciate that. I like pepperoni. Yeah, That's the right way to do it. <laughs> I, I can say this with uh, total truth. Doug has horrible taste in pizza. It's awful. Ugh. Well, let's talk about that. Ugh. Like what, what? Give me, give me a uh, a Doug Gray normal pizza. Wait, am, am I answering this or is Phil answering this as a liar? Well, you answer it first, and then we'll get Phil's opinion. I'm a fan of pretty much all pizza except for that garbage they serve in St. Louis and call pizza. Yeah, explain that. The, the St. Louis pizza. So you need to go into that. Basically, the the running joke of St. Louis pizza is that it's ketchup and cheese on a cracker. Like it's it's terrible. Makes sense. Don't don't ever eat it. Uh, Doug likes that deep dish stuff. And, ugh, it's, the Chicago uh, style. It's basically it's casserole, but it's still good. You're wrong. It is not a casserole. I mean, it's it, it, different pizza. It's good though. I mean, it it has the same toppings that you would want. It's just a lot of sauce. It's filling. Yeah. You all are monsters, and I think I'm gonna. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, to me, it's just it's it's a casserole. It, but, but it's not. It's pizza. But it's good. I mean, casseroles are good. Well, yeah, but casseroles are casseroles, and <laughs> that's pizza. Tuna casserole is the bomb. <sighs> you see what I'm working with here, guys? I got you. You see what I'm working with here? <laughs> anyway. And you took a road trip with him last spring break? No, spring no. Oh, I mean, no. you slept in the same I bed. I met him out there. We <laughs> yes. did not sleep in the same bed. I slept on a couch. Thank you very much. Phil, you made Doug sleep on the couch? I offered him the bedroom. I volunteered. One, because I'd be up and working all night because baseball. I thought you guys, like, drove out there together. That would have been a... a No, I I flew and Doug, because Doug doesn't doesn't fly, but I flew. That would have been like a planes, trains, and automobiles kind of situation. And, and there was there was a there was a, a slight mistake on the uh, length of the stay that it was there's a, a possible mistake in the reservation that we didn't have the place as long as that we 
thought we did. So we had to leave rather suddenly. It was <laughs> the same thing happened to Branch earlier this year, and he yeah. got caught naked in the in, in a beer shower. <laughs> Branch likes to, you know, he, he get naked, take the showers, and Branch got caught in Airbnb. B, like he thought he like reserved it for the next day, like actually like you know for two more days. But <laughs> cleaning people showed up, and he was naked in the living room, just a, just with a beer right after the shower. Supposedly, so shout out to Branch for that. So that was a shout good, to Branch good story. <laughs> well, we'll move on to the next question now. Uh, our our friend Jesse Byrne from Australia at JBSON nineteen ninety two. Give him a follow. He asks quarantine. Hashtag Phil in Guantanamo. Who would you pick in a fight between these matchups? You have Kirk Caselli versus Tucker Barnhart. Let's just start with that one, and then we'll keep going. Caselli and Barnhart. Caselli. I got. I got. I got Caselli. I got Caselli. Clean sweep. Yes. Bucker, Barnhart was drinking. Tucker was drinking the freaking Coors Light today. <laughs> and the post. And hey, I was like, Mm-mm. he went to no. the, he went to the Rockies. So then we've got <laughs> we've got. <laughs> Trevor Bauer versus Anthony Disco. I'm going to go with Disco on that one. Disco is sneaky big. He's got biceps. That's what I'm saying. That's what wants a punch. Plus, he's Italian, just like Casale. That's why all the Italians win. That's very true. I, Duh- I was going to go with Trevor Bauer. I I feel like he's got a mean streak in. Oh, he would fight dirty. I don't know. He would fight dirty. That's for sure. He'd be I, I, a ball pincher. He'd pinch oh. balls or, or like, <laughs> he'd have brass knuckles in his back pocket immediately or something like that. Like, oh, come on, motherfucker, let's go. Or he'd, he'd, he'd be the person to have a shank. Jesse Winker versus Nick Senzel. I'm going Senzel on that one. Senzel, Senzel looks scrappier. He's got more tattoos, so probably Senzel. <laughs> Doug. Hmm. I'll also go with Nick Senzel. All right. Yes. Then we've got uh, Mike Moustakis versus Freddie Galvis. Moose, because Moustakis. his name is Moose. Yeah. Mo- He's going to kick the shit out of Freddie and put a moose head on his head. Like, you know, like, <laughs> fuck moose, you. Moose just seems like a guy you just don't want to fuck with. So I'm going with Moose, too. Doug. I mean, I feel like Mike Moustakis has a much, much bigger frame. I I mean, he outweighs about like 40 pounds. Um yeah, that's an easy one. Jim Day versus Tom Brenneman. I'm going with Jim Day because Tom is just a little pansy. Hogs out or not? Um, if the hogs were out, uh, Tom would still lose probably. <laughs> who are who's who's who who's like minions? So like, you know, does Jim Day have like the NWO with him, or does Tom have like? No, this is this is one on one. This is one on one. I mean, it would probably be a tickle fight, but <laughs> I'm still going with Jim Day on this one. Well, <laughs> tickle. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say Jim Day. Jim Day for sure. Jim Day's got that French tickler. That was the funniest thing I've heard. I'm going to think about that like tomorrow. And be like, what the fuck. All right, Doug, pick your pick your winner, Jim Day or Tom. Easily Jim Day. I agree. I, I mean I mean it would not be much of a fight, I don't think. I th- I just think I just think Tom's just a little anyway. Would would Tom get to talk though? Because he could you know 
Maybe for the first two seconds. Jim would swing and miss once, and Tom would be like, you have to wonder if Jim's ever going to get it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then that would be the end of it. <laughs> All right, and then our last one is Bob Euchre versus Phil. <laughs> God, Bob Euchre would just absolutely annihilate Phil. I mean, Phil. senior citizens are frightening, so yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, so we got <laughs> Phil. So let me ask you. Let me ask Phil. Have you had like a couple of drinks in you on finding Bob Buker or what? Are you guys like easily matched with the same amount of like whiskey in each other or what? Maybe weapons? Because I think that Phil could take Bob Buker. No, no he, I'm going to disagree. Not, no. Here, here's why. One, Bob Buker <laughs> is 86 years old, so therefore he's automatically going to beat the crap out of Phil. True. But, yeah. Two, one guy is a former professional athlete who was also on Mr. Belvedere. The other guy's Phil. My favorite Damn. my favorite Bob Euchre story doesn't even involve baseball. It's when he's talking about, and I can't remember the guy's name who played Mr. Belvedere, where they were on set <laughs> one day and the guy's on his balls. That is the oh, best Bob Euchre story. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I need to go look at that. I've yeah. heard that before. I, so I, I, I saw... I saw some interview where he told that story, and I was literally crying, laughing, the way he told it. Oh, Mr. Belvedere. Anyway, we, we've got a series of questions that don't have the hashtag, and, I mean, come on, people. You've got to use the hashtag. Adam asks, what's your favorite planet? I mean, um, I like Saturn because of the rings. It reminds me of me. If Ram was here, he'd say Uranus. Yes. But no, he's no, not, I like so Adam's, I will. I like Adam's Uranus for that one. Thanks, Adam. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. Shout out to Rammy. Shout out to Ram. Doug, favorite planet? Pluto, and I don't want to hear anybody. Re- it's a planet. It's not a planet. It's a planet. That's right. I am with you 100%. That is a planet. I was thought it was a planet. It's going to be a planet forever. It's a planet. It's a planet. Everybody else can just screw off. It's a planet. Just go to Uranus if you don't think it's. Yes. Kiss Uranus. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Nortlieb. Had a had a question without the hashtag. Come on, Stephen. Is Tombstone the greatest Western of all time? I don't know. Mm. That's it's hard. The, it's the second best modern history. What's the first best modern one? We were talking about it earlier. Open Range is is better. <laughs> what about you? Uh, Three Ten Yuma. That's pretty good. Three Ten Yuma. That's is pretty good. Really, really good too. So wasn't there but, another? Wasn't there? Another film like uh, like Open Range though, like it was like kind of like I don't, uh, The Unforgiven. Yes, the Unforgiven is pretty good. Okay, yeah. guys, you're it, killing me. And Tombstone's fantastic, and and I love it, and it's but I don't think it's as good as I. Those, so we're, I like we're killing Doug. Why? But, well, my favorite's the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But Doug, you go ahead. Ooh. The correct answer is Back to the Future Three. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it's a West. I mean, it's it's Dog's technically. Gone. Technically, it's a Western. Doug's right. I mean, it's got ZZ Top. It's got it all. I'm like young in my neighborhood right now by myself because I didn't even fucking think of that. Dodge. Doug, Doug, you won that one. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bringing all of the fire tonight, even <laughs> wow, though I joined that is halfway a, through. Yes, it has a it has a futuristic train and everything. Follow up question from Wick Terrell, uh, Red Reporter: Is Tombstone the worst frozen pizza of all time? <laughs> 
Shout uh, out to Wick. Shout out to Wick. Yes. Yeah. No, Tony's. Tony's pizza. Tony's is worse. Yes. Is my. I mean, even Totino's is better. Oh, I don't know. Tony's pepperonis are a lot better than that chunked up shit. I wonder that chunked up shit is in Totino's. But those are like a dollar a piece. So you yeah, like you, you you don't go in expect anything from those. Right. Does Tony's pizza still like cup up and like form like grease <laughs> in them? I think so. I I, oh, I usually, I'm all about that. I usually go. I with do the, like grease. And we're just gonna leave that hang there. But <laughs> leave Danny out of this one. I right? <laughs> I like uh, I like Di obviously, but I also like uh, Red Baron is good. For Red frozen pizza. Baron is delicious. The screaming Sicilians are pretty good. <laughs> Those, I have an end, Doug. I might, I might. You've got an end with the screaming you Sicilians. You might actually follow me, and I, I have free coupons for you, possibly for free Sicilians. All right, you're gonna have to say that too. I call dibs. I, I call you. dibs on all of them. I hope you. I, I got you guys. I got you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, we, uh, Bill at William William Harmon at OBC two has a uh, question. Actually, he's got a couple questions. What Reds topic would you greenlight for a 30 for 30? Doug, let's start with you. If you could be in charge of the Reds 30 for 30, what would the topic be? Wow. Um, That's a good question. Okay. I, I I would love to see them go back and talk to the people in the organization who thought Kurt Stilwell was going to be a better shortstop than Barry Larkin and how that that whole thing played out because I can't, I still to this day cannot wrap my head. Like, it, it's not like Barry Larkin was like some non prospect who nobody expected something from. Like, he was the like number four overall draft pick. He was a first rounder. He absolutely destroyed the minor leagues. He played at Michigan. It's not like he came out of nowhere. Like, he was expected to be a dude. And then you look at Kurt Stillwell, who, again, you know, he was a fine, you know, high end draft pick or whatever. But the guy couldn't hit his way out of a wet paper bag in the minor leagues. Like, I understand that we know a lot more statistically now than we did in 1986, but it, Barry Larkin was hitting, like, 320 with power, and he could play shortstop, and somehow people thought, well, maybe this guy that can't hit his way out of the infield is going to be better than that guy. I, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. I'd love to actually have somebody really dive into that and talk to the people that were, for some reason, on Kurt Stillwell's side. And I don't mean any disrespect to Kurt Stillwell. He had a, you know, a fine major league career, but... Very freaking Larkin. Come I mean, on. You're, t- you're talking about a Hall of Famer versus a guy who just, you know, had a decent career. Right. Like, it, it, it's not, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd love to actually see the inside perspective on that story. Phil, Reds 30 for 30. Adam Dunn, Adam Dunn pranking Marty on the banana phone. <laughs> Adam from <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> Polly, your Reds 30 for 30. It's, um, it's going to be ninety nine season for me. And that team was, that was too special. Yeah. There was uh, honestly like with the Reds, like you could do it like it would start the ninety the ninety four season, and it would skip ahead like all the like the bad stuff that happened, and then like ninety nine happened, and like holy shit, this team should have won everything. These teams should, I don't know, just that those, those fears, I think, should be is very worthy enough for a 30 for 30. This is a little off topic, but there definitely should be a 30 for 30 on the 94 Expos. 
because, you know, they would still be there if that season had ended. Anyway, uh, for me, it would be the rise and fall of Marge Shot and her racism and other things. I mean, she would wipe dog hair on players. She'd let the dog just crap on the field at Riverfront. There's you got, just want to see Shotzi taking a big dump at second base, don't you? I mean, it would be in the film, yes. Okay. I mean, you have to have an establishment shot of the dog crapping on the field. I don't think some people understand how, like, the type of person she really was, though. And I think that would be a very, it would be an interesting 30 for 30, because, like, at the time in in history, she was outrageous. You know, like, the Birdwood Wall was, like, trying to, uh, was falling at the time, you know, and she was at her, like, height, you know, or, like, that would be interesting. Do those, like, 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 you know, synops, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not synopsis or what word I'm trying to I, think I of. I know what you're saying, but Marge Shot could not exist today. Period. She could not own was a team it, today. Was it a real story? I mean, did she really make Eric Davis pay for his own uh, airplane ticket after he got hurt in LA? Yeah. Um, or was that just. Uh, no, I think Eric Davis said that. I don't think that <sighs> was. I don't think that was speculation. I think Eric Davis actually said that in an interview. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that I think that was him that said that. It wasn't just speculation. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, oh geez. yeah. That that probably doesn't make the top ten list though. That doesn't make the no, top I know. like forty <laughs> for her. <laughs> right. But it's one of the ones that we can actually talk about uh, even on this podcast. Right. Uh, without. Yeah. So yeah, that I think that would be interesting. I don't know. It would probably be pretty embarrassing for the city because people just just have a have a march shot not the Rose, city uh, not the city but the organization because i mean yeah the organization i mean is like well respected you know right no i know what you're saying yeah um let's see bram had a question at uncram what was the best pizza you've ever had in your life <laughs> hashtag quarantine phil and guantanamo there's a lot of pizza questions this week I can I answer the first one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Go for it. And it's a place now in Louisville, Kentucky, called Wick's Pizza. Shout out to Wick. W I C K, and it's they have multiple locations. And at the time, I like had them, or like they were like, you should try Wick's, and they were like, could go like national. And the guy decided not to. He wants to stay local, and they, he did. And it was the best. It's the best pizza like I can remember having. It's like a little bit it was deep dish, nothing like extraordinary, but it was this very good pizza. So Wick's Pizza in Louisville was top notch. Wick and pizza, a, a combination. Then, uh, my favorite piece of pizza I've ever had was uh, at a place called Delosa's in Madeira Beach, Florida. It's New York style. The first time I had it, it was unbelievable. The last few times I had gone there and went and had it, it wasn't quite as good. I think they changed some people who were, were cooking it, but the first time I ever had it, I thought it was the best pizza I've ever eaten. And it's this huge pieces and, oh yeah, cheese and pepperoni. Phil? Uh, my 10th birthday, uh, Sacramento, California, uh, Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time Theater uh, with... Uh, I got uh, $20 worth of, uh, of tokens to play uh, video games, and uh, I'm sure the pizza was fine. 
Yeah, but I'm the one that has bad taste in pizza. Me. <laughs> Doug, best pizza you've ever had. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Italianette in North College Hill. Uh, I'm pretty sure they only have two locations in the greater Cincinnati area. It, it might even just be the one in North College Hill, but I think there's a second one. Marty Finn. And, oh my gosh, it is so good. I've never never been there. What's it called? What's it called? The Italianette. Okay. Memory note taken. When the quarantine's over, we'll have to we'll have to check it out. Maybe we'll do a uh, outing there. Pizza edition. Pizza, Pizza edition, edition of the podcast. Uh, Will you fly me out? No. <laughs> uh, Ode. Hey, you know, Callie has her. Callie has her original Twitter up, so maybe we can. <laughs> maybe. Shout out to Callie. Shout out to Callie that sponsored the podcast. Shout out to Callie. Um, right now, the sports gallery is closed, but when they do some online ordering, buy a bunch of stuff so that uh, they can, you know, stay in business because we want that. And they're the sponsor. So, Ode to the Reds 2020 World Series. It wasn't really a question. Hashtag quarantine Phil and Guantanamo. For God's sake. Quarantine Phil and Guantanamo. Easy for you to say. You should <laughs> sing a Queen or Elton John song right now. No? Not going to happen. John. Queen and Elton John are fine, but I just can't sing. I am I am tone deaf, so I'm sorry. I'm not going to sing a song. Why do you think I listen to metal? Because I don't have to worry about the singing. <laughs> Doug, and that's I, why. <laughs> Doug and I could sing uh, the song from uh, Son of the Dead. Could. Yeah, we, we won't, but we could. Doug, if you had a song to sing, what would it be? There wouldn't be one because I'm going to basically just say what you said. I'm the most tone deaf, non singing person in the entire world. I mean, I'm an excellent singer and I'm willing to sing at any any time. Phil, give us a No, no, don't don't do it. Don't ask him, please. (laughs) See, now I'm intrigued. (laughs) All right. Go go for it, Phil. Let's see what you got. (laughs) Oh, I guess the COVID stuff. That would have been way better if that were Phil coughing. That was Phil coughing. That was Phil coughing. Yeah, he's got the Rona. That was the joke. See, That's... okay. Thanks for ruining it, Doug. I'm, I'm the worst. You guys should have never invited me on. <laughs> you should have been on from the beginning because we talked about the whole Cactus League versus Grapefruit League stuff and Universal DH. That, that's my fault. Yes. I, I got a message on Twitter, but I didn't get it on my phone. It only showed up on my computer, and then I saw it like... I don't know, an hour later. But better late so than that, ever. That, that, that's me. That's I don't know what happened. But we, we could just start over. <laughs> we could, but we won't. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, we should think about it because it was kind of shitty before Doug got on. Mostly because of Burmy. And then we can <laughs> hey, replace man. Burmy. Really, that's really rude. That is, how rude. How rude, Phil. We don't really have any... Uh, sports going on so we don't really have a tom brennan memorial cornhog of the week well what about the coronavirus i mean it's not a person phil uh so that about wrap up this edition of the podcast we'll go around the room here and get everybody's <laughs> final thoughts and since he joined doug give us some final thoughts just stay safe people it's crazy out there i don't i don't know stay safe social distance stay in your home you don't have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot. I've seen the people. I've seen the videos of that. Your yard work will wait. Just cut your grass and you're fine. 
don't spread the don't spread it. You don't have to go to an Easter service for church. Do it online if you have to. So I agree with Doug there. Here's the thing, Polly. Give me your final thoughts. Here's the thing: wash your hands, be respectful, six six feet apart, whatever. Just honestly, just be fucking smart, people. Just I want baseball as much as anyone else. And let's just get let's get the yeah let's get on the point. Stay home, please. I agree with you. The only way the only way to get baseball back quicker is if we stop spreading this illness as quickly as possible. So you don't need to you don't need to go talk to your neighbors or your friends right up in their face. Stay the six to ten feet apart. Be smart. Speaking of not smart things, Phil, give me your uh, final thoughts. I just, I really miss Chad Dotson. I, I haven't seen him uh, on Twitter for feels like months. He was just and, on the other and, day. Uh, and uh, <laughs> is this a bit that I'm missing here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was about to say because he kept he was tweeting about Virginia winning the championship the other day. Shout out to Chad. Shout out to Chad. Sorry for Shout out to Chad. So now yeah. two people have ruined your bits tonight. Well. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's all right. Shout out to Chad. Shout out to Chad. Shout out to all the other podcasts, too. Red Reporter. Yeah, not all of them. Locked on Reds. Red Alert Podcast. Red Leg Nation. Yeah. We love no, you. Red, we Red Leg Nation is great. Uh, Locked on Reds is great. The other one's that. Uh, Wix, Wix is really good. Yeah. But the other one's screw them. <laughs> Phil versus Steve is going to be another <laughs> Twitter battle. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, for Burmy, who left early, and Phil, and Polly, and Doug, this is Coop Sand. We will talk to you later. <laughs>